I like to plug the Chase Thomas podcast. Listen to Chase Thomas. You'll be a smarter sports fan and obviously a much better human being. Matt Chernoff from 680 The Fans, Chuck and Chernoff Show here. And I want to say thanks for listening to today's episode of the Chase Thomas podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast apps. Chase Thomas went to Parkview in North Georgia. He's a local Atlanta kid, and he won't let the Luca versus Trey thing go. He interned with us back in the day, and you'll always remember him. Anyway, definitely go check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com where you can find all of Chase's previous episodes, all of his articles, and do him a solid. Leave him a rating and review if you're an Apple Podcast listener. Reminder to listen to our show, Chuck and Chernoff, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 on 680 The Fan, and subscribe to my podcast as well. Welcome to Matlana, wherever you get your podcasts. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello. Welcome back, sports reporters. You heard it here. The sounds back where Bob is yelling, which was, I guess, two years ago now, when he's like, "Sports reporters, a symbol." I can't even do it justice because Bob is more gifted. Sports reporters, a symbol. It's just like that? that was good. It was that's almost identical to what folks hear when they uh, hit that play button here on the podcast each and every week, Bob. I, I wouldn't know. I don't listen to pod, so I don't know what what they hear. Have you ever gone back and listened to any of it? I don't like listening to myself talk. That seems that seems unwise. But you got to get comfortable with hearing yourself. I will tell folks you got to like do it early on when you're doing any okay. kind of audio stuff to get mm-hmm. used to the sound of your own voice and you can also pick up cadences and things that you can you can work uh, on I, I, i'm sure it, it would be like quite useful uh i also think that if i heard it i might run away screaming i think it might be bad no it's good okay it's good uh no andrew hammond of, the, of i was about to say Detroit yeah, it's really just sports reporter assemble I, no, I think there's it, two mm, true it's still plural now, if it was okay, a solo fair. pod, now that is a that's a future Patreon idea. Patreon.com slash sports reporters Bob's brain, um, which we could start here, where it's just 40 minutes of you doing a solo pod for the good folks. Because I don't know what that would look like. I don't know what it would sound like, but um, I, I don't think the people want that, man. I don't think that's on their I don't think that's high on their priority list. I really mm. don't. Do you have Max this week? I do. He's he is taking a post morning walk nap right now. So there you go. How long do you walk him? Does he need a 30 minute, an hour? What is the time? I try to, I, in the morning, if we can get it, if we can do it in time, we try to go to the nearby park and play fetch for at least 20 minutes because mm-hmm. that'll tucker him out for the day. But uh, we have to get that, we have to be out there and done and out because the kids come to play soccer there by nine. So you mm-hmm. got to be off that big stretch of the park where you can play catch in my part of Brooklyn by 9 a.m. So there's a what hard happened? out is- at nine. Are you worried about Max going after the kids or are they just like off, the, that's the, off rule. the field? The rule oh. is no dogs on this part of the park after 9 a.m. because that's when they have their soccer matches. But what happens if you're there at 902? Do you think anyone's going to do it? Do you think the Brooklyn moms that you've been uh, in kerfuffles I think, with I th- get mad? I think, I think yes. I think the hoity-toity Brooklyn moms and the and the well-coiffed Brooklyn dads would be like, get your dog off the pitch, man. And mm. that would be that. But yeah, we leave. 
leave by then. Uh, we didn't get we, we didn't get out in time to go play fetch this morning, so it was just a long walk around various parts of Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Then I try to do at least one more, you know, thirty minute walk, and then at night just a quick make sure everything's okay. So we're a three a day dog walking household. That's pretty good. Three days good. Khaleesi just turned 10 this week, so she's not a three a day. She's more of a, she's a, we, we try to get like a 40 minute to an hour of just like one big one that just tuckers her out for the full day. But um, yeah, that's just, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, I've not really, I've never really had a big dog. So the big dogs, I just yeah, imagine you have, you have a have backyard, to... right? Yes. Okay. See, herein lies the problem mm-hmm. or the difference at least. I do not have a backyard. Well, you could. Knoxville's always looking for a new New True. York uh, transplant. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take that under consideration. But for the moment, I do not have a backyard. So Max will scoot around the house, but there is limited square footage for him to do so. So we mm. need to get out. Well, that's Bob Silverman you just heard there of uh, The Daily Beast. <laughs> and this has been Dog Talk. <laughs> Andrew, you leave us for one week and then it's just the dog. Look pod. what happens, man. Andrew, yeah. why don't you have a dog? What's up with that? It You're is about time. When dog. he gets to Birmingham, when Andrew officially makes the jump, because I understand the cold. Like, I don't think I would enjoy having to go out in those Detroit, Michigan mornings and taking the dog on a long walk when it the lake is hitting you. Let me you tell you something. Face. The New York mornings are still pretty different. Mm. They, they take their toll. Yeah. I mean, okay, 10 degrees worse would be... Kendrick's colder would be more of a chore, but let me tell you something. When it's at freezing at 10 o'clock and Max needs to go for a, a quick stroll at night, I'm not mm. looking forward to that. <laughs> That's not fun for me. Any celebrity uh, signings lately? Uh, recently? No. Yeah. No. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, mm. No. Uh, Max also doesn't like going out in the rain. Neither do I. But, do you uh, have any doggy slippers for him or a ja- uh, rain jacket? We have winter coats and a raincoat. Mm, there you go. We have a- adorable little outfits, one of which is a Carhartt, so that we can remain trendy and cool with all the, our fellow Brooklynites. So. Wait, is Carhartt becoming a Brooklyn thing? Yeah, Brooklyn hipsters have been wearing Carhartt for two to three decades at least. Really? Yeah. Let's see it here. It's just a construction thing. It, Carhartt's just yes. like the... That's why they wear it. It's oh, it's just like a, oh, hmm. I, that's funny. Like you see it where they wear it. Ironically, I see it here. Everyone's where it's it. functional. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the biggest. That's just a nice fundamental difference between uh, Knoxville, uh, Tennessee, and Brooklyn, New York. Form of uh, function follows form here, mm-hmm. and vice versa. The rest of the country. Yeah. Mm. I have. I have. I had Carhartt pants like work pants mm-hmm. that I wore for I was certainly not doing any kind of work that would require those pants but I st- yeah yeah go figure huh well there you go I think they were actually started out of Michigan if I remember correctly to bring it all back to Andrew Hammond I think it's an original Michigan company if I remember correctly oh. I think Carhartt's a Michigan company Jamie mm-hmm Jamie where, where did Carhartt get founded I think it was. I could be wrong, but I, I, I think it was a Michigan one. Well, don't forget, folks, uh, every weekend here on the Chase Moms Podcast, you get the sports reporters who have indeed reassembled AL.com sports editor, newest sports editor, Andrew Hammond, and the Daily Beast, Robert Silverman, who is here with me this week uh, to talk about the biggest stories in sports this week here on the Blue Wire Pod 
network we have let's uh, talk let's dis- let's delve let's discuss well let's, let's discuss and also if you're listening on apple Podcasts or spotify leave us a five-star rating in a review it helps the show continue to grow helps other people find this very program and if you're watching on youtube.com first hello and also like and subscribe all that good stuff because bob and myself would greatly appreciate it youtube.com we'll, we'll, we'll send you a, a tray of lemon squares we'll write you a personalized thank you note well i'm not you're putting me on the spot here bob um you i would do a personalized thank you note i like those yeah. mm-hmm. write notes let's bring back letters like actually writing down letters to folks let's stop texting what if that's what we do we the group chat for the sports reporters we're just sending each other letters throughout the week that seems like a lot of work it's a lot of work i'm not committed that seems to like that. a lot of work i don't know if we have the time for that no no um but after a week away we're back. I went to the mountains in Asheville uh, for a week Ooh. with my wife. That was fantastic. And it was deep at it's not really Asheville. It was Black Mountain, which and when mm-hmm. I say mountain weekend, I'm saying we were up the mountain, Bob. Like you, it you took 40 hiking. minutes to get down. Like it was a whole whole deal um, to get up there. No service off the grid in a cabin. And it was it was delightful. We got that to- sounds great. It was awesome. We got to read a lot. We got to get away. We got to see some squirrels, some birds, some uh, all kinds of stuff. I got to fish. Like it was, it was great. I went horseback it was riding. Horseback. It was oh, great. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I haven't gone horseback riding. I went horseback riding once when I was a kid and that was it. It's fun. It's it's gorgeous. Like horses are gigantic and you don't realize it until you're back on one. You're like, oh, I'm just like, this is. <laughs> this is... It's, it's not as easy as it looks on, say, Yellowstone or some of it your other. It is not easy, Bob. Let program. me tell you. No. And also, when you do it in your 30s, let me tell you, the day after, like, I'm still getting over. Oh, you're going to feel it. Yes. Yes. Like, it's not. <laughs> when they, like, you think when you watch it, like you said, in Yellowstone or anything like that, that it's just, it looks normal. You're just bouncing. Yes, you're just, you're just it looks like active sitting, but yes. it's actually work. And it hurts. Yes. It hurts a lot. Like your, my hip flexors were gone. Like I have this weird mm-hmm. pain right by my butt. That's not my butt. And it's like, it's this little spot. And my wife and I, I was like, it's just right here. And if you press it, it's like a little pressure point. But I didn't know I had a muscle there, but apparently we do. You do. Yeah. And it's. Core strength, man. That's what yeah. you need to do this job. That, that. Ranchers though, let me tell you, I don't think you'll find anyone more fulfilled than ranchers on this planet because they really to do a to be a rancher you have to really love horses and love that world Mm -hmm. and where he went they're just happy they're just off the grid no phones like he was awesome he's just over here doing his thing like he was actively um uh working with the horse that he was riding on the uh on our two-hour ride um breaking it that's the word i was Mm -hmm. thinking of He's doing it like while we're riding. And it was just like this thing was this passion that he he loved breaking this horse. And uh, not like and folks, breaking is not a negative connotation. Like it's not like an abusive thing. It's just it, it, getting it to submit to be a normal uh, to be a functional horse for horseback. For all you city folk listening in, think of it like being like having a dog be housebroken. Yes, you're not you are not harming the dog. You are, in fact, teaching the dog how, how to- reins work and which way to turn yes. and things like that. Um, which is also something that's kind of wild to learn where you just pull and you, you literally need to, sh- to pull to get them to face mm-hmm. the right way. And then they know which way to go. And let me tell you, horses want to eat all day long. And I found out yeah. that horses would actually eat themselves to death. 
if um you if they were not intervened so like if you let any of these wild horses go they would just eat themselves to death they don't know that they don't have the natural ability to sort of achieve equilibrium with their environment and take the right amount of yeah they'll just keep eating okay and let me tell you they'll keep eating and they will uh (laughs) they'll start pissing (laughs) they'll start and it sounds like a fire hydrant coming out like it it's just like a whole thing it it was uh, it was cool but anyway the long story short the rancher is like just happy chase have you gone to a racetrack yeah you've gone have you gone like by the stables and seen the amount of oh no but i got married in the stables a horse stables uh this Uh, fall Mm -hmm. yeah they 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 it's a it's a great deal of horse manure yes yeah yeah because they eat all day bob that's the reason folks let me tell you if you're wondering why it seems like there's so much it's because those animals (laughs) eat a lot all day long that's just uh that's what they do in the world there you go highly encourage folks go touch some grass get off the 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 bad place the bad website and go touch some grass and get any website that is bad they're all bad get off they're all bad Except for ChaseOnsPodcast.com. Except for the ChaseOnsPodcast.substack.com. And the DailyBeast.com and AL.com. Bob, the new CBA got agreed upon this week in the NBA. Okay, the one that shocked me late last night, if your viewers haven't had time to digest this one in the morning coffee, is a very strange... For one, the way this information is being fed out in drips and drabs to all kinds of to to the NBA's various scoop meisters and and reporters is is a little odd, but there's one that got that petered out last night, which allows players to active players, mind you, to own a stake in a sports book. Oh, I didn't know this. You didn't see that? No. Yeah, players hmm. can now. Invest in one teams so they can own a part of the team while they're playing for it. Two weed companies. That's a growth industry. And three gambling. So all of those really terrifying ads with Jamie Foxx and Aaron Paul and whatever, where it seems like they're angry at you and lecturing at you for not betting more money during a game, a player can own a stake in that. That's concerning. To me, it seems like there <laughs> would be some downsides to that, some potential mm-hmm. downsides. I'm, I'm not suggesting that it's that we're all going to, that we're going to have a last boy scout type situation where an NBA player is, is shaving points or, or doing that because of, because like, oh God, I don't know, let's say there's a, let's say there are, let's say an underdog is about to cover the spread in an NBA team uh, in a miraculous fashion during a game. And a player has a stake in, I don't know, pick your favorite gambling company in, in, in draft Kings or, or FanDuel or, or bet forever, or uh, give us your mortgage, please. Online.ag. <laughs> um, I shouldn't be laughing at that, but that's I, I'm not saying that they're that that said player because they know that their gambling company will could possibly lose mi- mi- millions will shave points. But suddenly the thought is out there and the concern is there and it seems to require like it's it's is this something the players were clamoring for? Is hmm. this something they were saying like no, we need to be able to invest our 
our NBA salaries in gambling companies now. And because you gave us this, we won't adjust the split of basketball uh, basketball income. That's the thing. I mean, the, I, I get that the times are relatively good and they're counting on the new media deal, which comes in very soon to make everyone even more richer. And that's all well and good. But the split of BRI didn't change. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not sure what the union got or why they thought maybe that being able to invest in gambling and weed companies would make up for it. To me, it makes no sense. I mean, granted, it literally dropped, I don't know, at like 10 o'clock last night or something like that. So I haven't had time to read about it or really fully digest it, but it just mm. seems very bizarre. Uh, Bob Volgaris, the noted gambler and briefly a high-ranking advisor with the Mavericks organization was like, this is bad. Don't do this. So I'm going to say if a gambling expert is against this, that's probably going to be the, to use a gambling term, that's the chalk line there on this, then it seems. But I mean, objectively, it just feels like one of the, I think your point about were players asking for this is something that I am very curious about. Because I mean, clearly why would they you would, throw that they in? Got yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, unless unless a bunch of quants crunched the numbers and said in over the next whatever six years of this agreement that gambling companies are going to be this huge growth industry and players want to be able to get a piece of it. I mean, maybe. That may yeah. be true. It just for the like it makes sense the, once you leave the league. Like, yeah, go do whatever. Go invest. Sure, all that. leave the league. Invest in whatever you want. Like, Fine. make those connections too, where it's like you are obviously working with them. Like DraftKings, I know it's like partnered with Meadowlark Media or whatever. Right. And like, there's partnerships. Like, you can do like just do sponsored posts or like do sponsored hits. But like, actually having an ownership stake, in they the, can they can buy a piece of a sports book. It's that re- is. It seems like it's opening, if not actual questions about the integrity of the game. Certainly gives the appearance of mm-hmm. of that 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 corruption may be afoot. Well, now, it's just opening the door, right? Like that's the yeah, main thing. You're opening a door that doesn't need to be open. Right. Yes. I mean, the, the the Times did a whole series on the on the influence of. I mean, the Times did a series last. Uh, this fall about the about the influence of gambling and the degree to which that like universities are pushing their students to sign up for all these things and are deeply embedded in college programs and the amount of like we are I am I am usually not on the side of using the law like to crack down on you know vice and things like that but the degree to which gambling has completely has become like the sports world's main financial partner in a lot of ways to me. And the speed to which it's happened to me is kind of shocking. I was there a year back in 2016. I covered an AstroTurf protest that DraftKings set up because at the time, like, you know, places, New York state, other, other states were, were saying, yeah, this is just gambling. When DraftKings was just a fantasy sports company, mm. and they they astroturfed a protest featuring a lot of like DraftKings like low level employees who were there like toting signs, mm-hmm. um, saying like chanting "Game of Skill, Game of Skill." Because the point was, if it's a 
it's not gambling if it requires actual skill to win at fantasy sports and daily fantasy. That's that was their thing. Out. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yes, they were saying that it is not gambling to play daily fantasy sports. It's not drunk driving if you're good at it. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's yeah, that's a good way. Of you drive it. better drunk than it's actually. Uh, are you really intoxicated? The really, the really funny thing is that the PR person that DraftKings had there. Mm. This might have been twenty. This might have been later than 2016. Might have been 27. Might have been 2016, 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, the PR person that they had representing them there at this astroturf protest was mm. Justine Sacco. Who's that? Okay, here's some here's some decade old internet lore. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when? Someone who was flying to Africa, a woman flying to Africa, made an ill-considered and, frankly, honestly, kind of racist AIDS joke. No. And it got... This was the basis... It was a whole chapter in John Ronson's book, So You've Been Publicly Shamed, about Mm. how internet shaming works. It was Justine Sacco. It was the woman who made the joke. And it it was a big deal. This was 2011... 12 a decade ago like gawker picked it up and wrote a post about it because Mm. there were everyone on twitter was tweeting like because she was on a flight and at the time there was no wi-fi on it on on an international flight to africa so Mm. this woman made this ill-considered racist joke got on a 12-hour flight and then had no idea that the entire internet was tweeting has she landed yet does he know what everyone thinks? There was a hashtag like, has the plane landed yet? Has Justine landed yet? We're, we're like huge. This was a massive thing where everyone was like, she has no idea what's waiting for her when she gets on the tarmac. Hmm. In any case, uh, she was fired from, I believe, the PR company that she was working for at the time. You know, it was the whole thing. She has, you know, gone on to work for other PR companies. You know, she became a briefly a very famous internet celebrity. Like I said, the John Ronson book. So you publicly shamed me just a whole chapter with her. But anyway, in 2015, 2016, seeing Justine Sacco handling PR for this just made me go. Oh, that's interesting. I wrote about it for the Daily Beast. And, and of course, there were multiple ironies abound. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I had to, of course, include the fact that she, that she was also working as a as a PR person for the Daily Beast parent corporation at the time. So there are all kinds of disclaimers. In, <laughs> in any case, mm-hmm. uh, it's a roundabout way of saying I am very... I would I would give a lot of money to know why players thought this was this was something they had to make sure they got on paper. Why this was a plum that they got again with no the the, the split of basketball related income, whatever other you know clauses and contracts, things about larger you know extensions, mid level, you know who can sign who to a mid level, blah 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 blah. blah. The thing is, the players. Every year, get 51% of what the league and the, and the union collectively determine is called basketball-related income. Mm. So that's all the money that is earned by this enterprise. Not all of it. Owners manage to carve out certain things that you would think would be basketball-related income but aren't, et cetera, et cetera. But the split determines – that determines really how much players get played. And that didn't change. That hasn't changed 
since the since the actual lockout in 2011. Mm. So I get it. Times are good, and I guess both sides are desperately are are fairly well convinced that the next media rights deal, even with the ratings for actual in-season games continuing to go down, is going to be huge. And I don't know. I don't think they're wrong. I mean, I think. Yeah, live sports command a smaller percentage of viewers, actual live, non, you know, DVR, non-delayed viewers, but it's still it's still one of the biggest it's still the sweetest plum. So hmm. I guess they're 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 happy with whatever media rights deal from, you know, maybe an internet company as we've discussed here a couple of times being being a big deal. Are you a fan of the plan because I looked at this and I yeah the plan's fun or not the plan excuse me the in season oh, tournament the mid, that got added mid season yes, tournament me. that got added yes. I mean whatever no I don't care about it I don't think it was necessary I, I real they're trying to find ways to gin up interest in an overly long regular season and since they're not going to and they can't really cut down there are too many competing interests for them to cut down on the number of games which would be the way to increase. Viewership. I mean, again, this is something we've hashed out on this pod a few times that if they had fewer games and a set national TV schedule, they would ultimately reap more viewers than they would with the way things work now. Mm-hmm. But they, but that means that venues would have to lose basketball on X number of nights. And the actual venues, which are sometimes owned by the teams themselves, oftentimes owned by other non like by entities that aren't the teams they would you know and and all the attendant income that comes from games would drop i i still think they would get more viewers and i still think it would be a net positive but the league doesn't think so and you know they're either they're being either they know more and they're smarter than me which is certainly a possibility or they're kind of locked into this and can't do anything so it's a way to get people to pay attention and uh you know look adam silver has always been a been an admirer, let's say, of the way that the various European soccer leagues mm-hmm. and the various, you know, the soccer leagues around the world function. And they think that a Champions League type NBA. But this event, isn't even Champions League. Champions League is yeah. the best, uh, the best, the best. The like, best, that's the best a, from around the world. Okay, yeah. whatever. I'm not this a soccer is like. Network. I don't even know what the comp would be. They're trying, but that's what they think. It's it's the same basic model that like right. an in-season tournament. I don't even know at this point. So what is, I haven't really read up on it. What it does the winner of this in-season tournament get? So, well, they get an extra regular season game, which is what every team wanted. They want a, a chance to play 83 games versus 82. So you okay. get an extra game that doesn't count towards the standing. So whoever wins the final doesn't count which what is kind of strange. Okay. And you get cash. You get like, I think everybody gets $500,000 a piece is I think what the number was, which not even close. Like major league baseball is screaming now about the fact that like, Oh, we can't contribute to the world, to the world baseball classic. Cause look what happened to Edwin Diaz. And, 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 you know, look at this, this is the way like, why would any contending team play in this? Mm-hmm. Why? Then why? Because well, it's funny you say that too. Grand? Because I think that's actually something that would draw up interest is if they did a a world baseball or world basketball classic in the middle of the season. Like that would be inter- that yeah. would be fun. 
I'm confused as to what the incentive is for any good team to participate. Another right. game? Okay. So? I guess but he. I guess the way they're doing it, it's like, oh, well, it's looped into the regular season anyway. And they're going to do like the final four, it looks like, in Vegas, which, again, I think might be uh, a prelude to just seeing what the uh, response is and getting a gauge of what I feel like this is could, like. I feel like this could go horribly. I feel like this could flop badly. I mean, maybe we're. Well, I don't think the NBA knows that. And I think, but like you said, they know they could very well, very much know more than us on this thing. But the way I look at it is, I think they are completely miscalculating because they have leaned in so much into Twitter, right? And so much into social media and clips and everything else where they understand the majority of their fans don't watch basketball games. Like they watch clips, they don't watch full basketball games. They could not tell you. Um, who the starting five is for this surging Pelicans team. They're not watching. They're I not can good. do that because yeah. I'm a sicko. I can but, do that. But we're the old school, right? Like we're the sickos who still do that. They're not leaning into that. And I think what they're overlooking though is the jokes are already starting where it's like, is Damian Lillard going to call himself a champ when he wins the midseason <laughs> award? <laughs> I don't think they understand that this is going to be seen as a loser situation as, where as, well, it's it, embarrassing to celebrate 100% participation from all the teams that are involved. Like, every, I mean, I get, I guess they're counting on the fact that people will get mad online about the bucks, like about Giannis and, and Middleton skipping out on it for load yeah. management. And now everyone will say, well, now the bucks aren't the real mid season, but the, the bucks are still the real mid season. I mean, I guess it just seems. Well, I, I don't the know. optics. I wonder too with the games because you talk about like they're just not going to do it. They're not going to shorten the season. Things like that. The NFL is actively expanding the regular season, and you, I think Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk um, this past week said um, that there's eventually going to be NFL on every single day of the week, which I still don't believe, but I'm sure that's what they I don't would know love. How you, I'm sure they would. I don't think they can do it. I don't. Think I think can... it's just the NFL though, and college football too one of the things that helped them and one of the things it's just optics, right? Where you shorten the season, you cut games, people who are not like right now they can get NFL, like NFL fans will pay attention to these terrible, like the Thursday night Jaguars Mm. Titans tilt. Like they're, they're watching. Mm. It's a bad game. The players hate it. It is detrimental to their health. It is detrimental. Those games, they tried to flex Thursday. It is detrimental to their health. It is detrimental to the quality of the game itself. It is detrimental to the long-term health of everybody participating Mm -hmm. in it. And because people still watch the NFL does not care because more money. Mm. The NFL can do that though. The NFL, the NFL is in the, the NFL every year. The Super Bowl is the highest rated Mm. TV show of the year. NFL games dominate the ratings again. Same thing. And, Look, I, I I can't I can't raise any objections because I'm one of those sickos who's watching every Sunday. I play daily fantasy. I'm in a I, I play date I play DFS and I'm also in uh, a you know season long fantasy league. I mm. play those games, so I will watch the Jaguars Titans game because I picked up you know Trevor Lawrence after three or four games last year. Congrats to me. We won our <laughs> league this year. I don't, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying for the you point say of this we. Conversation. Who is the collective we here? We won our league. Are you, you know, talking about your my... team? Like your players yes. on your fantasy team? Is that what yes. that's okay? Yes. Yes, we won. We did. <laughs> I love me that. Me and the other people on my team, we won. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Thank you. 
my team uh, LPs of TikTok. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that what they are? Yeah. The LPs of TikTok? Yeah, get it? No. Like libs of TikTok, but you Oh. The I, and it says, so I have the little logo, so it says LBs of TikTok. So it's mm. linebackers of TikTok. That's the name of my team. I like that, Bob. Yeah, I play with a bunch of uh, internet poisoned. Uh, Peter Dinklage is in it, right? You got him no, in when Peter, you stumbled no, into him? No, no, no. no, no. So uh, a lot of people who, who report on the. Uh, exactly, Mason? Uh, on the extreme. No, it's it's a lot of reporters from the extremism beat. Another team mm. is. Uh, Another team name is Mean Joe Marjorie Taylor Green. <laughs> I'm not clever enough. I could never come up with a good Look, name. Yeah. You if you need help with puns, that mm. is where that's when it's Bob's time to shine. Dumb okay. puns, okay? Mm. F- pick I will I will absolutely help you get a a more puntastic team name. I'm the most boring. I've been Chase Thomas podcast for about a decade. Have you Maybe. won the league? Yes, twice. Okay. I was going to say that you need a better team name or else you're not going to win, but I guess that's the I don't like thinking though. about it where I'm just like, oh, people well, know that's who I That's why I'm saying come to me. Yeah. Come to There's me. There's also another come part of it too, Bob, which is yeah. if I don't know who you, like, because I won't remember who's who. So I don't like having to just see who I'm playing that week and then being like, I don't know who that is. And then having to go to their profile and be like, oh, that's so-and-so. Okay. That's their team name. Yeah. You don't know who it is. 15 seconds. Uh, that's 15 real... seconds. I just look. Okay, Bob, uh, that's a real waste. I'm a disruptor in the fantasy football space. Resources. Okay, all right, no problem. Did you see that? Uh, I sent that to my wife. It was funny. It was uh, there was a tweet um, someone put up where it's like I'm having lunch or something next to this room with five uh, five men, and they just have like money on this whiteboard, and clearly they're just disrupting and business. It, it's, it was a really funny tweet. I'm not doing it justice, but it... Okay, no, you're it, not. Please do not try to describe a tweet. <laughs> it's not speaking my... Of, speaking of a waste of 15 seconds, what other sports things are we going to talk about, Chase? Oh, I was going to ask you. The Kings sure. are now the two seed. Light Bob. the beam, baby. Light the beam. I'm beam-pilled, baby. Are you a believer? Because you know who they would yes. get right now. So... I think they have the most first round upset potential of anyone in the league. I think if I had to go, who are they? Who? Let's assume that the play-in goes chalk, and the seven seed makes it out, and so they're facing the Kings in the first round. Whomst would they play? So right now they're, I believe, a three seed. Yes, they're two they're, games back of the Grizzlies. That's what I thought. They're a three seed. They're, they're right. They're two games and back they the would Grizzlies. get the Warriors. Clippers if they're, it they're, they're fine. They're fine. They're gonna. They're gonna. They'll run them off the floor. Well, it's funny you say that because they are you're assuming know, against that, the that Clippers Paul George, this year. You're assuming that Paul George is going to come back healthy. If Paul George comes back healthy, yeah, the Clippers can give him a series. But we have no idea if that's the case. And besides, the rest of the team is just this collection of you know wings of varying quality. I, I, I they're they're giving you know they they are they're, and they're still giving major minutes to Russell Westbrook who's going to get like no one's going to guard him in the entire like Wally's on the court they will live with Russell Westbrook like just sort of running into a wall at the rim i i sorry i don't think they're going to i don't think the clippers have a chance even if if george and and leonard are both healthy and operating at peak capacity yeah they'll get a couple of games those two guys are that good you do realize the Sacramento Kings have the best offense in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do not think the Clippers have the defensive wherewithal to slow them down. It's the pace. 
where the way they okay, play the pace is gonna the pace is too fast it's not gonna no, no, no. it's gonna slow down like i love the handoff stuff zach Lowe had the whole piece in his 10 things i like and don't like this week and reading about it and watching fox he's so good off these cuts and kevin herter who i miss dearly here in atlanta obviously a great cutter it's they a, move it's around they play fun. designed offense you run it the whole offense runs through uh, runs through sabonis in the high low post mm. They run guys. They run Fox. They run a million guys off screens. And if you if your if your defense isn't completely like in sync, if you don't have five guys on a chain on defense, they're gonna get a good shot. They remind me of the Hawks from the early Bud years, like the the All Conference. The what was it? The five All yeah, Five. Amari yeah, Carroll were all. They're um, a lot better than those Hawks teams. I disagree. I think theoretically, they're they're. they're I don't think they're better. No. I think the Hawks beat the Minnesota You're so wrong. No. You're so wrong. <laughs> Damari Carroll putting Keegan Murray in a blender. You now said Damari Carroll twice in the same podcast, and you need to put a quarter in the t- in the Damari Carroll jar. Come on. I love Damari Carroll. I think he's an assistant oh, okay. with Bud now in sure. Milwaukee. He's, he, was a, he was a fine wing for 2014. You want some deranged Hawks takes. Like, I think there's some uh, text. Are we getting, are we getting into Ivan Johnson? Are we getting, uh, uh, getting no. into uh, Ant- 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 I miss, uh, I miss Pero Antich. Antich. Pero Antich, not Antich. Yeah, he was fun, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's been arrived, but, sorry. Uh, he was fun. No, I remember just being like, are we sure DeMar Karras too old to be Kawhi Leonard? Are we, are we certain? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Full stop. Yes, mm-hmm. we are. We were sure. We are. <laughs> um, Kirk Heinrich was on that team. Mike Bibby was back up. Like that was a loaded. That was a loaded group we had during that era. Like we had some some guys. Jamal Crawford, sixth man of the year, playing really good basketball. Those. Um, no, there was a lot of playing there. Paul Hawks. Millsap was an all star. Uh-huh. We had Al Horford playing the five. Him and just five out basketball. Yeah, changing not, the game. They're not as good as this Hawks. As this as this Kings team. I disagree. Sorry, it's a deadly offense. It is. It's a, it's a deadly offense. They they and and okay. Uh, They're twenty one yes, and twenty four against I teams with the, a winning record. I, have, I will Bob. say. I will say it here. I think the Kings have a a more than decent shot to make it out of the West. Oh, you mean like out of the West and entirely? Yeah. yeah. Told you, I'm being pilled. You are being pilled. Uh, now that's a take. They are twenty one and twenty four against teams with a five hundred record or above this year. Don't care vibes. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I was listening to somebody the other day and I, it makes sense, but it was something that I forgot the exact number, but it's like 45 of the last 46 NBA champions were at least three seeds or above, I think is what it yeah. was. Um, the, the, it's, it's rare for a team without a top, like that isn't, I think it would be rare for a team that, it, that has that the, that has a defense like this to make it to the finals. Like the, I think again. I saw a stat also where it's happened a couple of times, but it's usually like it's been those Lakers teams when Shaq uh, took the whole regular season before he started to care about mm-hmm. the defense and started COVID. Like the Lakers had some bad defensive teams when they went on their three-peat run, and the um, I think at least one of the LeBron teams that made the finals was was like 18th or something on defense mm. because again they like LeBron missed some time and then took some time to get together they had a whole bunch of mid-season trades they weren't a great defensive team so it would be rare but I am a I am a Kings believer I really think I we've again this is a subject we discussed with with 
uh, Andrew Hammond and on this very pod. And there's no team out west that makes you go, yeah, it's going to be them. Whereas in the east, I think I think most people can fairly confidently say that it's going to be one of the the Celtics or the Bucks that are going to make it out of the east. Maybe the Sixers, but sure, depending on if if Embiid just goes off. Mm. There's no, I mean, the Nuggets have had a bit of a lull lately, and they have been, of course, the best team in the West. But I'm not, I'm not sold on the Nuggets. They're going to be. I think they'll make. I think it's going to be a Nuggets Kings Western Conference Finals, and then anything can happen. That's my that that's the marker I'm laying down right here, right now. I went bold and before the year and said Bucks Nuggets was my. Uh, that was a good. That's, that looks like a good pick. I forget who I said. We did talk about it here. Yes. What did I say? I honestly don't remember who I said. It may have been the. I may have agreed with you and said the Nuggets. But I still think the Bucks went. Well, now I'm going to have to watch one of these podcasts and listen to myself talk and check. Mm. Well, you're going to have to go back for a while. Like, this is going to be some. Uh, yeah, some going is, back. Yeah. This is this is some October podcasting. This is some yeah. October podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, but there you go. I uh, I don't know. I just think the Nuggets. I can't quit. I think the Nuggets are the deepest of anyone in the NBA right now. I still think I don't really uh, care. Who's their after their starting five? Who's their best six man? I don't think that matters. Who's the Bryce best Brown? guy coming off the bench? Bruce Brown. You need, you need seven guys you can trust. Bruce Brown, Jeff Green. That's what I'm talking about, buddy. Reggie Jackson? Yeah. The kid from Kansas? Braun? Christian Brown. It's pronounced Brown. Brown. Is it pronounced Brown? I knew a kid who spelled it the same way growing up, and it was Braun. Is it Brown? uh, Normally, it is pronounced Braun, but Uh he pronounces it Brown. Christian Brown. Hmm. Um, That's what I mean. Mm. Yeah. Jokic, Murray, Porter... Um, Gordon, uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope. That's a and is a is a heck of a starting five. Yes, but which matters come postseason time when they're yes, playing forty does. minutes a night. Like I that's think, right. But you need seven hmm. guys you can trust. Six, six. If you got like six again, if you got Shaq and Kobe, and you got like two all-time surefire like pantheon hall of fame greats okay yeah you could probably swing it with like six guys you trust mm. and that was like a lot of, it was easier in the 2000s you could have rick fox be your sixth guy on mm. those teams right or you know a washed horse grant be your be your sixth best like player but mm, speaking of rick fox howard beck friend of the pod he uh he covered him uh years ago when he was in the lakers beat and he told me it was mm-hmm. like because i asked him i was like who is the like the biggest difference on the court off the court of any player you've covered and he said Rick Fox it was like Rick Fox and the player like so many fans hated the way he played and uh, he was obviously a de- defense first guy but off the court good dude fun to talk to fun person completely different Rick, yeah. Rick Fox great glue guy yeah absolutely this is no I'm not we're not Rick Fox shaming anybody here on no this no no no, no. pro um, Rick Fox good smile Rick Fox aging well star name you know some names are like rick fox it's like sure that sounds like that's that's a that's a professional athlete's name right like if you you can imagine a guy having that name in a uh, a a direct to video or in this case mm -hmm. direct to streaming sports movie then yeah that's a guy you want on your team and it 
it crosses over. Like Rick Fox could be an ace pitcher. Rick Fox could be a great basketball player. He could be a great uh, cornerback. Like Rick Fox is very oh, versatile absolutely. as a name, as a star athlete name. Goodbye by his pa- Good job by his parents there. Um, I don't know. I just think the Kings is like, hey, it's fun. We don't have to do, can they win the title? It's like, this is an awesome. They, they can the win round. the title. Oh. They can win it all. I mean, they, I don't think they're going to beat whomever comes out of the East, but I think they can just, make it to the finals. We'll see. But it, they did do one bad thing they to did. your Jets, though. They now, by clinching, the Jets now have the longest active playoff drought of any North American franchise right now. How does that That's feel That's right. That's right. Hell yeah. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that, though. Like, oh, I, yeah. yeah. So what year would it have been the last time y'all made the playoffs? Uh, 2011. The expansion uh, of the postseason has 20, also... Yeah, it, it was 20... Yeah, I mean, the 2011 playoffs. It was the, it was the last two... It was the first uh, two years of uh, the the Rex Ryan regime in New York. Was what mm. they, and they made, it to the, they made it to the AFC Finals and then got smacked two years in a row. Last thing, Bob. They came close against the Steelers. They came close. They gave yeah. them a good fight. Yeah. Right. Things are looking last up. Last thing. What's the last thing? Tell it to me. Break it down. What's well, for you? It's for me. Draft what tape. Is Are you ready? Like, give me your latest. You've been in the NFL draft weeds, Bob. I have. Give me a draft tape have, this week. Daniel Jeremiah is my close personal friend. I have read the many <laughs> thousands of words produced by Dane Brugler. I, I ha- I, when CBS drops three mock drafts a day, I make sure I check them out. Mm. I don't know. It's hard for me this year because I'm so worried that the Jets are going to give up. I can't get too invested because there's a non-zero chance that the 13th pick will end up going to the Packers for uh, for Throw Rogan. And it seems so unlikely, though. The reporting seems to indicate they're not getting a first. They're, they're like, holding the happening. line. The reason why this is hold up because the Packers keep saying, give us that first-round pick, and the Jets say no. They actually made it. They traded mm. uh, Elijah Moore, who was a pretty fun receiver mm. out of Mississippi State uh, in their, two years ago, and then mm. he, <laughs> he got a little mad about having to play with Zach Wilson and he demanded a trade and then they, and he still, and he really had, you know, read the Jets quarterbacks last year were all kinds of bad in different ways, but he wasn't getting targeted. Garrett Wilson was clearly became the number one option. And so they dealt him to the Browns mm-hmm. for a pick swap. So they now have two second round picks. Obviously the reason for, there are a couple of reasons for doing so because one, they've got their heart set on getting, bringing back Odell Beckham Jr., Mm-hmm. And two, because now they have an extra second round pick to give to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers. Um, mm-hmm. I like Brian Branch out of Alabama. Hmm. I realize it's not a huge need, uh, but I think like Kyle Hamilton, he's he's getting underrated. You know, they're worried about his 40 time, but I think he's going to be an, an excellent player and he can toggle between playing, you know, center field free safety and matching up against slot receivers, which all which pretty much you can't play in, in the box safety these days in the NFL. So he's perfectly suited for that hybrid role. If I were the Jets, I'd trade down and still in, in, into the 20s and still get him. That's my my score. Brian after, Branch. Yeah. Well, I mean. The New York Jets taking Alabama players in the yeah. first round. And like, I don't know. Well, actually, was Joe Namath a first rounder? Yes. Okay. There you go. So it was Richard Todd, Alabama quarterback. Hmm. I'm trying to think is there anyone on your current roster who is an Alabama guy? Quinnen? Quinnen Williams. Yeah, Quinnen, Quinnen Williams. I guess, is the only one. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. 
Hmm. There you go, Bob. I like it. Brian Branch, safety. So there you go. Sauce Gardner, Brian Branch, like really loading up on they've the got, they've, they've got they've they've still got uh, they they got a lot of pass rushing D's. They could use they absolutely could use another interior defensive tackle because they're down mm-hmm. to Quinnen and Solomon Thomas is pretty much it. And they're Did you see that rumor? right now? Uh, I wonder, and we'll end here. Did you see that rumor? Because Johnny Williams was not happy with Cincinnati and where he's been, former first round pick from uh, Alabama, yes. too, actually. Um, would you do a Makai Becton for Johnny Williams trade today? That was the trade. Yeah. That makes sure. sense for both teams. Like a fresh start for both. Like if Johnny wants I out, mean, bring... yeah. Yeah. I think Johnny Williams has proven that he's can, <laughs> he can prove that he can stay on the field if nothing else. So mm. I, I'm, I'm not sure why since he would do that when they feel like they can contend this year. I mean, do they sign Orlando Brown? They Remember? did sign Orlando yeah. Brown and there's even talk of them targeting another, like we, uh, the, the talk of the, the Tennessee offensive lineman. Darnell, right. That's right. Or Dewan Jones, maybe at the end of the first. So they may target another offensive lineman, in which case they will say, let uh, Jonah Williams seek his work elsewhere. But I think if they're trading with the Jets, they're just going to do it to stockpile. I don't, I don't like, it's so rare that you get player for player trades in the NFL. I mean, mm. I really don't think that's. I like happen. that though. That's like one of those that a player for player. Makai's lost a lot of weight. There are photos of Makai looking very svelte on the internet. Mm. Maybe he'll, uh, Maybe he'll stay healthy this year. Maybe he won't get hurt. Maybe. Maybe. There you go. Um, well, picks of the week. You want picks to do of the one? week. Uh, my pick: the Atlanta Braves two and zero. The New York Mets two and one going yeah. into this Sunday. The Braves still undefeated. Matt Olson two dingers yesterday. Spencer Strider. Oh yeah. Nine case. He's just a. Byzilla man. He's. <laughs> he looks Zilla. great. He's great. He's so much fun. I, this is a horrible thing to admit, but one of my the pleasures that I took from opening weekend of major league baseball was watching Jacob DeGrom get absolutely lit the F up. Wow. He now has the highest ERA in his entire career. Speaking of undefeated teams though, the Texas Rangers, they've yeah, been you... destroyed in their pitching the last two days and yeah. they still won both games because their offense has just been top notch top of the order with Simeon and Seager and company. They're hitting low. They're hitting. Yes. But I, I did enjoy watching I was wow. I, I I I may have I may have uh, wandered over to a less <laughs> an extra legal stream and watched the the uh, Jacob Degrom's first start and watching his velocity go from his usual 100 to 99 by like to like 96 by the third inning I didn't hate that wow out of spite pure spite spite that was a spite watch and I enjoyed it spite watching Jacob Degrom that's right. That's right. That's the what guy I did. finally has an offense, and he. Uh huh. Fight- That's right. Greener pastures, huh, Jake? Whoa. Huh. Solitary man, huh, Jake? Woo. Wow. This is this, this is like Bob <laughs> calling into the fan. This is the, right. this is Robert from Brooklyn. Robert from Brooklyn. <laughs> Jacob Degrom is a fraud. <laughs> He couldn't and cut it in New York. Didn't give him five years, one eighty. Fraud, wash, Jacob Degrom. <laughs> Absolutely, that was I. I, I did. That was fun for me. Yeah, y'all had a pitcher I had never even heard of pitch yesterday. McGill, what was it? Uh, Tyler McGill. Yeah, Tyler McGill was really good for him. Uh, he got eight starts last year. He pitched really mm. well in his like first five. 
Uh, then he got hurt, missed about two months, came back, and eh, there wasn't really a place for him in the rotation at that point. Mm. He, he came in, he pit when DeGrom missed the opening day, uh, McGill came in, gave him five innings, who was throwing like 97, 98 consistently. He's got mm. a good arm, he struggles with repeating his motion. Um, and his secondary pitches, like, he's got a good slider, but he can't really rely on it. And uh, he's, you know, he's an interesting. He's 27. He's a college kid. I forget where they drafted him from. May have been Texas A&M, maybe. Hmm. Um, Tyler McGill. Yes. That's a yeah. guy. That is a guy, Bob. What's your pick of the week? I'm very excited on Sunday, of course, with the new episode of Succession. That I did is. not watch last week yet because my wife. No, there's a reason. My wife has not watched the finale from last year yet, so I'm waiting oh, for her to okay, allocate fair. the time Get to watch up. it. Get, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yellow Jackets fair. though is also back, and the first and episode yeah. banger. Missed Yellow Jackets, man. Yellow Jackets succession this week, top. and uh, yeah. and and soon enough we'll get Barry back. I'm very excited. When is Barry coming back? I think it's April 24th. Hmm. Dangerously close to my birthday with their game there. Soon Barry will mm-hmm. be back. Those are excellent shows, both of those. Uh, I know it's 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 normy as heck to say what's your pick of the week? The incredibly popular HBO show that everyone watches. Yes, that is my pick. You say everyone watches, but that's like one of the things that's been hard about being in Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay, Bob. when I say everyone watches, I mean all the people I follow on Twitter watch and tweet about while it's going on. That's what I mean by everyone, which I realize is a far cry from everyone. I realize more people are watching like reruns of The Big Bang Theory every week mm-hmm. than are watching Yellow. But yet I, I'm aware. I'm aware that I'm ensconced in a bubble here when it comes to TV preferences. But you The know. bubble is good, though. Yeah. Bubble TV is good. There you go. Um, and bring back the bubble for the NBA playoffs going forward because that was the best <laughs> version of the NBA playoffs. Like that is my strongest NBA take. Like you want to get me you want to get me fired up, Bob? It's me arguing Lock that them. Bub- Put them on lockdown in Orlando. <laughs> I would get do it Rachel every Rachel Nichols fired all over again. <laughs> sorry. That, I apologize but... to Rachel Nichols. That was mean. I'm sorry. But bubble basketball was just top notch like you're not going to convince me otherwise that there was a better postseason than what we saw in the bubble and just guys like standing out watching the other team before they could go on like that was just top yeah, notch stuff that was, it it was, was like a theater tournament yeah, yeah yes it was good bob silverman thank you as always and i will talk to you and hopefully andrew hammond next week this is ben ingram radio voice of the atlanta braves and i'm here to tell you that you've reached the end of today's episode of the chase thomas podcast As a friend of the podcast, I'd like to say thank you for listening to today's episode and hope you return for the next one. To show your support for the program, tell a friend or coworker or even a family member about the program. And if you're an Apple Podcast listener, leave the show a rating and a review. It goes a long way. That'll do it for me. But don't forget to listen to myself and the rest of the team at 680 The Fan and the Braves Radio Network this season. Go Braves! Chase, I think I'm going to hear more about you. I really do. I think you've got a way about you, but you're interviewing, mm-hmm. you're, um, pleasantness, you're smart. So I think I'm going to hear big things about you. Nicely done, nephew.
Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.